thanks for those who sent in questions. You can continue to fill out those cards. I'll just answer uh, too quickly. Uh, first one was, uh, you mentioned uh, this, but can you please clarify what, though, what law those who are led by the Spirit uh, are not, sorry, not, I'm getting myself with my double negatives mixed uh, up here. You probably said it better than I do, so I'll read it right out. What law are those not led by the Spirit under, verse 18? Is this reference limited to the Jewish laws, Torah, or is it a broader reference to being under sin? Um, I think what is actually being said there in the passage there in Galatians, it's making the point quite articulately that we're not under the curse of the law anymore. I don't think it's trying to say uh, more than that. And what I would want to um, uh, say is that we are free of that, those who have faith in Christ. Yet we want to keep looking at God's law and like the psalmists do, delighting in it being good, teaching and reading upon it, which is why you know, uh, when we first kicked off in 2013, we taught a series on Leviticus, then moved through Numbers, and we actually teach the Old Testament, uh, I guess a lot more extensively than uh, some have experienced before, because as we see God's law, we see his goodness and his heart displayed in so many ways. Not all of it relates directly to us in terms of a clear, I'm reading something straight to us, because God was talking to a nation. We do have to run it through the filter of a cross, uh, of the cross now and how we seek to live our lives distinctively for God uh, today but I want to declare that all of God's law is good we can all be taught challenged and encouraged uh, by it simply what Paul's saying is we're not under its curse anymore Um, so I don't think it's trying to make a distinction that we're not under uh, particular parts of it but if that's as clear as mud feel free to grab me at the door uh, after that (laughs) Second one is, if God is good and he loves us personally, why would he give biologically-based desires for same-sex relationships and then not permit those to be acted upon? How uh, do homosexual Christians reconcile this? That really strikes at the heart of the current uh, debate with uh, Izzy Flower and a few of the things we've been touching on, so thank you for asking the question. Uh, To answer it means for us to wrestle with some very difficult truths that kind of clang very loudly against our current worldview today. I think they come out most clearly in the opening chapter of uh, Romans chapter 1, which talk of this actually of uh, God because of our sin and rejection of him, and please put this in context, first few chapters of Romans are trying to throw us all under the bus with sin. It's trying to say Jews and Gentiles, everyone, so it's not selectively throwing some people under the bus. Uh, it's throwing us all under the bus and saying because of our rejection of God and our refusal to acknowledge him and the sin and the curse we've incurred there, God in his wrath against sin has actively given uh, us over to sin in many ways. Um, Uh, uh, chapter 1 verse 28 of Romans says furthermore just as they did not think it worthwhile to retain the knowledge of God so God gave them over to a depraved mind so that they do what ought not to be done now that's something true of all of us I've tried to be clear of that today that every person on the planet has desires from the flesh to do things which ought not to be done. But it is a difficult truth to reconcile, and uh, I'm not at liberty to change the message, unfortunately. They, uh, sorry, that was a slip. I shouldn't uh, say that at all. I'm not at liberty to change the message, full stop. Um, 
that it is actually uh, God's wrath against sin that he has, has kind of given us over to our sin. But that alone is not a standalone truth. God has done that in hope that in our brokenness and our sin and feeling uh, the penalty of sin, we actually might respond wonderfully to the great news of the gospel freeing us through what Christ has done, not what we do to live for him. That plays out differently for all of us. Every person on the planet is confronted with their desires that are against God and his good law uh, that we have to work hard at repenting on. I think where we run into trouble is when people use this selectively, like it has been done so much lately, to just sort of throw this as a rock to the LGBT uh, community and for us to feel a little sort of self-justified. If it's for all people and we all express our repentance and turning to God in different ways, I think this is actually... um, Be careful going for these things uh, off the cuff. I think... uh, I think it's actually a relief on one level to know that our propensity of sin is something uh, that um, has been uh, uh, done to us, like God is in control over and has done for our good so that we might turn to him in repentance and faith when we hear the gospel. Difficult truth, uh, uh, but one that needs to be put plainly. Uh, to reconcile. How that is then reconciled is the same way that's reconciled in all of our lives. We then work out, well, what does repentance look like? If I have the Spirit of God, if I've been saved by Jesus, I think someone uh, who uh, um, is same-sex attracted, like every other person on the planet, says, okay, I have desires against God's good law. How do I live now in repentance of that? So, Uh, I know a number of Christians, many of whom I really look up to, including one of my favourite preachers ever, who's very open with the fact uh, that he's same-sex attracted, he is gender confused, but he loves Jesus and he wants to live life faithfully to him. So for that, that has meant uh, a chaste life, for want of a a less 1960s kind of word to describe it, um, that uh, is seeking to live life for God's glory and faith now. So it's not like because I have these desires, therefore I'm going to hell, is is the current debate that's going on at the moment. Uh, Everyone, by default, is separated from God, under his wrath, under his law. Only Christ saves, and Christ can save anyone whatever their sin is, whatever their propensity to sin, including same-sex attraction and all the things working off that. I hope I've spoken well off the cuff on that. You can listen to it again or further ask questions at the door. Thanks. (laughs)